Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast in, in this, this reality. reality. The show designed to challenge everything we've been taught. If you've ever felt there had to be more to life, more to existence, then you're listening to the right podcast. Time to open your mind. And dive in. This, this is, is the, the Mental, Mental Mastery, Mastery Alliance, Alliance Podcast. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance Podcast. Today is July 18th. Well, I'm recording it on July 18th. I'm not sure if it's uploaded on July 18th. I think we'll see how I feel at the end. Today also happens to be the birthday of a good friend of mine, Cassandra. Happy birthday. I hope it was fantastic. There's a lot I want to talk about. Um, and again, the exhaustion uh, kicks in. I'm back now from a 10, 12 day concert in Ottawa, the Blues Fest. I do that as best I can every year <laughs> when I can. It's such an experience to go to a festival every day for 10 days. Um, and you know, you go about your business, your life during the day and then five o'clock rolls around, six o'clock rolls around and you're on your way back to the show. You're on your way back to the experience and it's cute and neat and weird and fun to, to get up there and to sort of know what I know and feel what I feel when it comes to the entertainment industry. Um, but looking at it, uh, from, I guess a different perspective, a different point of view, just, just simply a, a, a let it, a I don't even know, like a blind side. You look at the world and the universe around you as, as however you want to see it, uh, however you want your deceptions to be, however you want your predictions to be, however you want anything to be. You create the universe. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a template involved, and, and in and within that, you create yours. And I look at this and I think to myself, I know what's involved in the, mu in the music industry. I know what's involved in the media. I know, you know... All of these things, when it comes to the quote-unquote conspiracy side of things, and the accusations that went flying, and all of this, that, and the other thing about all these people who do all these things, um, you know, that may or may not have something to do with uh, uh, adrenochrome, I don't know. But inside my ethos, that exists. So do I put that aside and say, oh, these are terrible people doing terrible things? Do I group everybody together and say every single person's guilty of this? I mean, you know, the, as the conspiracy goes, one of the bands that was performing was Foo Fighters. And Foo Fighters was on record as saying, you must be vaccinated to see our shows and that sort of stuff. And last year, I skipped out on Rage Against the Machine because they had just made that announcement. And it just seems so unfresh and uncool and, and untimely to, to be posting that or saying that or commenting on that. And still continuing to push that narrative last year. I mean, it's just strange. So I skipped their show. But the Foo Fighters were on record from, like for, from the beginning. You know, we're going to do only a show for the vaccinated. And, and it's division. So I see this and I know that music is, is a derivative it, 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 of a bigger picture. It, it's a division tactic in and of itself. I'm, I'm, I'm fully aware. But I also know that in my, in my junior years, there was music that, that moved you, that made you feel something. There was a beautiful point in time where you could feel something. And now it almost feels like you can't feel anything because if you feel anything, you know, there's there's tricks and traps and all this stuff to what we're allowed to, not allowed to feel. 
opinions we, we think that we can have or we're not allowed to have or I don't even know at this point in time. But it just seems so convoluted now. So to say to myself, hey, I'm just going to put this all aside and go and enjoy the moment, it's a beautiful thing. And again, that three-minute ramble, preamble ramble, ramble ramble, oh, Black Betty, that's the kind of thing that goes through my head 24-7, and there's nothing I can do about it. I mean, it's just there. So, I mean, there it is. Um, all that to say, I did set that aside, and I did go in and, and have the experience, and I did feel interesting things. Uh, I am aware of interesting things, but it was nice to spend time with so many good friends. It was nice to see so many beautiful faces I haven't seen in forever. I grew up in Ottawa. It's it was it's a journey, a trip, a pilgrimage almost, you know, to go back and to see all your friends and to see where everybody is, is at. And it really truly blew me away just how how well everyone seems to be producing in in a time where we're taught and, and led to believe that it's just out of absolute and utter chaos. And I know that's a division tactic. I know that's another thing in the media and the news and all that sort of stuff. But it's nice to see real life, real practice, not just internet kerfuffling. Kerfuffle. Anyway, that was the intro to this episode. <laughs> um, it was a lot of fun, you know, and, and it sort of segues into the next thing, the media, because while I was up there, I also saw the, the sound of freedom. And since then, I've sort of seen a lot of people's takes on it and this, that, and the other thing. And, and you know, it's funny the aggression that goes into the takes of this movie. And I mean that from both sides. Like, like the, the people that are pro, quote-unquote, quote-unquote pro-conspiracy or, or quote-unquote pro-normie. Right, let's just use those terms for the sake of those terms. And, I'm, and I know, I know, uh, it's a bold statement to make. Uh, somebody just got offended somewhere. Probably not somebody listening to this show, but... <sighs> I digress. Let's cut into it. I started with a clip. Um, I saw a clip, sorry, that, that made me sort of... It's one of those clips like, I can't unsee this. This is now in the annals of my mind. And the guy says, I don't support Batman. (laughs) I'm like, how can you not support Batman? Guy's dope. But this goes back to the media, all of the media, right? I don't support Batman, he says. And he goes on to say, Batman is a super rich white businessman. And he's got all the money in the world and all the power of corporations behind him. And he uses that power to fight low-level criminals, the perch snatchers and the this and the that. And I think to myself, it's true. You know, in all of the comics, obviously not in the movies where he's going after the men who are trying to take out the city. Uh, But even still, he appears to be fighting lunatics. And when we sit back and we watch this, and I'm a victim of it, I love the Batman. He's trying to fight these criminals. And he's using law enforcement and all these things to his advantage to fight these low-level criminals. But we all know that if you were Batman in today's real world, you know, you go after you go after the 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 real criminals. You go after the 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 Bill Gates and the people that are at the top, the Bilderberg, the trilateral. You know, you do what you can to go after these people. Now we all know that if you go after those people, you get Hillary Clinton. So, I mean, I'm throwing names around here. Uh, I should actually say, uh, oh, wait a second. I got to press that button, right? Is it this one up here? Disclaimer. If you're going to soundbite any of this podcast, you must soundbite it in its entirety for consistency in context. A consistency in context. 
That's the last thing I need. Somebody just taking apart my episodes and just ripping them. Ah, anyway. Um, why go after the low-level criminals? I'm like, damn it, I can't. Can I support Batman now? And then you think about all the superheroes. And and of course, I'm going to still support Batman. It's it's a fictional character, but I mean, you look at this stuff and you think to yourself, man, if you had all the money in the world, would you not want to do something with it, like something profound? Right. And we think about this stuff like if you had all the money in the world, would you solve world hunger? You know, we know that they can solve world hunger because they're like, oh, it can't be done. Right. But then all of a sudden, everybody in the world gets five booster shots of vaccinated go-go juice and and we're all safe and better. Man, you could you could create something that got, that got all of these kids a meal or something like that or some sort of creation. Now, then you realize that. For the most part, starvation, all that is 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 a derivative. It's a ta- it's a tactic. A tactic of of control, manipulation, this, that, and the other thing. And then you look at things like Cuba, the country of Cuba, right? And, we, and we're all like, oh, it's a, it's a communist country, and then the people are oppressed, you know, but whatever, it's what they've always been doing. Think about this. There are people that live in this world on a little island that don't have anything because there's one person above them all. And nobody's stepping in to do anything about that. We can't just be like, hey, yo, give these people their freedom. And they're like, no, no, they're used to it. They have nothing. You know, we don't focus on these things. We don't. Um, and, you know, but then everyone would say, well, what if you tried to focus on it? Like, what could you even do about it? You know, you can't overthrow the government. You can't this, you can't that, right? And at what point do you sort of go up and up and up that thought process and that ladder of, of that ladder thought, thought ladder? Jeez, my brain's out of her. At what point do you say to yourself, where does it start? Where does it begin? What can I do? Where can I take part in this? How can I create something that's going to be something bigger than myself I don't know I don't have the answer to that Um, but that's the media right now if we're focusing on a superhero helping the downtrodden it feels like home because we are the downtrodden and wouldn't it be nice for a superhero to come and help us you know and that's not to say that all of society's got all the money or all of society's poor and they need help but it is to say that our focus has shifted and it's intentionally shifted. Like we get home from, from slaving away at a job that will allow us, you know, some, most people, the majority of people can, you know, are struggling right now with rent uh, and food and bills and that, that, this, that, and the other thing. And that's because they, the, the, the banks, the interest rates, everything keeps going up. And we're like, well, we have to do this. We have to do that. And we sit back and we listen to the story. And we're like, okay, sure. Well, it is what it is. You know, maybe I just need to make more money. But what they're doing is they're tightening the noose. They're, they're clinching it down and they're, they're, you know, it's all it's all perfectly intentional. And what should happen from it is growth. Growth and empowerment to the individual. What tends to happen is victimhood mentality. I can't do this because I've got a kid. I've got that. I've got a minimum wage job. I, I'm working here. I'm working there. I've, I've got 90 jobs, right? There's time and a day for us to step into purpose and for us to do some research, do some understanding and comprehension of how to use the internet to our advantage. And I'm not saying here in this statement that Anybody needs to do more, do better, be better. It's because of you, you're lacking. I'm saying every single thing that's happening is an opportunity for us to step up, for us to understand and comprehend a little bit more about what we can and can't do. And anyone that says I'm maxed out and at capacity, it's a story. It's an excuse. It's it's an unfortunate excuse. Um, and it's one that's keeping you where you are. Because the minute you say I can do more, I just have to figure out how to shift gears and properly do it. You know? There are people that are working physical labor jobs that don't have another hour in the day to give, but they're not making enough money. 
And this is an opportunity to figure out what they can do in the interim to turn more profits, to make more money, a new venture, a new line, a new this, a new that. All of these things that, are, that appear to be oppressive are opportunities to grow. And that sounds condescending sometimes, but it's not meant to. It's meant to be like, hey, man, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do this for me. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn a skill, a trade, a, an internet something. I'm going to learn how to do a Photoshop. I'm going to start you know, you know, working with online something or others. And, but everyone just thinks I can't do it. We've been trained to believe that we can't do it or it's too late or it's too late for me and I, there's not enough time. But best time to plant a tree is 10 years ago. Second best time is right now. So yeah, we're in trouble. We're stuck. We're in a jam. But every single opportunity, every single day that goes by, we have, we have the ability to get out of it. Change who we are. Change what we're doing. Change how we're earning. Change how we're working. Change it all. Society won't let you believe that. But it's the truth. And, and that comes down to humanity. Humanity will allow you to believe it, and humanity is at war with society. Now, that whole Batman concept, you know, I'm going to parlay this into The Sound of Freedom. And The Sound of Freedom, when I watched this movie, I understood what it was, I understood what they were going for. And my take is, is a little bit askew, because everybody's got this, this, this one way or the other view of this movie. And here's my take on it. I'm happy that awareness has been raised publicly about the child trafficking. There is a ton of evidence that they were doing it on Wayfair, uh, the Wayfair website. There was a ton of evidence back in the day. You can look it up. Tommy G did a clip. I'm sure if you punch in Tommy G Wayfair scandal uh, or Wayfair trafficking, um, you'll see some remnants of it somewhere. And he went into great detail of it. I can't really do it any justice, but he went into great detail of it. The gist of it was Ellen DeGeneres, for example, her account was selling a, a pillow for $12,000. And that pillow was the same name as a missing child. Now, I'm not saying any of this is factual or, or unfactual. I'm just saying these are the things that I observed. And it's interesting to, um, to, to see this, to understand this, to comprehend this, and to think that you know this is the high probability of it. Now, the trafficking that they showed in this movie, um, they say it's based on a true story. We're supposed to believe, you know, the hero. And I understand that. I, I fully support and believe um, this instance. And my, I guess my general belief is the way they presented this, it could have been a little bit different. Because the trafficking that they're talking about they made it appear to be low-level criminals snatching kids off the street and handing them off to drug lords. So dumb bad guys stealing kids and handing them off to powerful bad guys. And I applaud this maneuver because it does raise awareness. And if people want to start asking questions, they have the ability to do so from the information given here. But this raises no awareness to the truth behind and I, you know what? I'm not going to say the truth. This raises no awareness to my comprehension of what goes on. I mean, the amount of times I've heard stories about how Super Bowl weekend is like the number one uh, trafficked weekend for children. Kids go missing all over the place or transactions take place on this, this weekend where everybody's tied up, busy, and doing the Super Bowl things. And I think it's crazy because, you know, if you look for, at the symbolism, Superb Owl, Super Bowl, Superb Owl, um, the owl is, is synonymous with, with this elite group. It's a tie-in. Um, there's so many different tie-ins. There's so many different things and, 
and symbolism and, and, and stuff that you could see. Every single Super Bowl halftime show is just a display of Satanism. And, you know, some people will say, I sound absurd or I'm going down the rabbit hole here and I'm, I'm, I'm reaching, I'm grasping. You know what? Cool. You, know, you want to believe that? That's cool. Uh, I'm a normal person and I've done a lot of normal people research and my research has led me down a certain way. So, you know, if anybody is listening to this right now and they want to challenge me on any of this, by all means, let's, let's set up a debate. Uh, let's talk. Let's see what you know. My curiosity lies not so much in the movie um, because I understand it's not like you can just come out and say, hey, this is what's happening. Ellen DeGeneres, Oprah Winfrey are, are <laughs> Tom Hanks, etc., etc. Um, And to anyone that's listened to the show for a long enough time, the old Tom Hanks running joke. But when I went to the movie theater, they, you know, they show you the trailers and the upcoming movies and all that fun stuff. And I saw the very first trailer, the very first coming soon, coming attraction, was a remake of Oprah Winfrey's The Color Purple. Oprah Winfrey on a child sex trafficking movie. I'm like, they're just slapping people in the face with this, right? And it's like, we're trying to help. Now, everyone can say Jim Caviezel this and the other guy that and Mel Gibson this and Mel Gibson this movie was in the works for so long and I know the guy and I follow him on Instagram. Man, I get all that stuff, right? But we live in a world right now where every single one of these celebrities is either benefiting from the higher ups or they're taking part in it themselves. I'm not saying 100% of celebrities are doing the trafficking, but I am saying... 100% of the celebrities are aware that something nefarious is going on. So we've got the Jim Caviezel's and and all these guys, you know, acting in the movie and then acting outside of the movie. There's no way that these things can be let out. So what they can do is they can direct and redirect. And I've even heard that the financier of this movie is a George Soros boy, friends with Soros. So why would Soros and his cronies point you in the direction that's them? What they're going to say is, yes, Hollywood acknowledges this child sex trafficking. Um, and, but here's, what, here's what's going on. So they take a true story, one that can't be denounced. You know, these are the things that happen. And they say, and they make a movie out of it. They don't talk at all about the, oh, actually, you know what? There was a bit of a nod to the Epstein Island in there because for 10 seconds they rented an island and they had the kids come to the island. So there was a bit of a nod there. And there was not the black and white checkered floor, but there was the black and gray checkered floor, which was, uh, an interesting nod as well, as in, hey, we've got our hand in this, but maybe not as deep. So you look at all this stuff, you, add, you sort of add all this stuff up and you're like, well, you know, symbolism will be their downfall, they say, but as we sit here, we're supposed to wonder about it and we're supposed to think and we're supposed to deduce on our own level without arguing or fighting. And there's no point in being involved with other people getting angry about all this other stuff. Because if you're sitting there blowing smoke and huffing and puffing, you're not really thinking. You're just trying to prove your point. You're just, you are just trying to be right. And there is no right or wrong in this. There are merely experiences. There are merely things. The idea of getting aggravated on, on, on any of these things doesn't work for me anymore. That's not to say I don't get aggravated over what goes on with the children of this, that, and the other thing. It's that I won't have an argument with a perfect stranger about an item that he sees one way and I see another way. He or she or they or them, or furries, or whatever else is out there. (laughs) Um, You know, it's all division. It's all division. And I agree with everybody. Everybody has done the research enough. I believe that everyone that's going to speak on this 
has done enough research for them to speak on it, which means they are, at the moment they're speaking and the words that they're saying, believe in themselves, they are correct. Even if it's not what you believe it to be, they are correct. And when you don't snap back at them with your idea of truth or what have you, and because you are correct too in how you perceive what it is, this idea of, hey, let's take your information and my information and merge it together and figure out how we got here. Let's see if there's another firmer, deeper, more solid truth that we can come to. That's at the window these days. We sit back and we fight. We fight, we fight, we fight. Because something inside us has told us to. And the very thing that's showing us the movie is, is telling us to. One thing that not a lot of people are talking about, though, is how the media reacted to it. I mean, the, the article that was um, Rolling Stone, they said this is a QAnon-fueled drama for dads with worms in their brains. The hell does that even mean? How can Rolling Stone, a quote-unquote reputable article-producing magazine, come out and say that child sex trafficking is a conspiracy theory? How embarrassing is that for legacy media? And if that's the case, why are they drawing attention to it? Because if you're going to tell me that it's a conspiracy, then I'm going to go and pay a little bit more attention to it. So if everything's happening exactly as it's supposed to, and if the plan is being played out in front of us, we got to ask ourselves a little bit more deeper and more profound questions, really. Like how is it? <laughs> how, what, where, when, why? The fuck? I don't. I don't support any one thing. I question absolutely everything. And I understand too that in this universe and in this reality, there are signs, there are experiences. <laughs> there is the totality of everything. And inside the totality of everything is where we have the ability to deduce our purpose in this existence. And that is something that me, for the rest of my life, I will work on and talk on and grow through how and where and what we possibly are. Because it is for me to understand my position here. And when you can do that, you see so much more. And when you remove the idea and the desire to fight other people, then you replace it with the desire to comprehend total situations. And you'll also find when you do that, that there are so many people that you don't need to talk to anymore about any of this stuff. There are so many people that you don't need to pay attention to or give your energy to or essence to. And I firmly believe that all of this is it, this whole experience, you know, isn't about money. It's about, it's about energy. It's about what energy you can get. And I had this conversation with a client earlier today talking about how Third dimensional issues are, you know, finance and, and war and famine and drugs and, and whatever's on the media, whatever the news is, whatever they're telling us. And then you can break out of that and you can go into like an, a higher revolution, a higher frequency. And in that frequency, you're going to start hunting down stories and things like that. You're going to see things where people are, people are saying things like, you know, we have to worry about 5G and we have to worry about this and we have to worry about that. And. The government's doing this, and the government's doing that, right? And that's level two awareness, but it's also fear-inducing. So if the entirety of this realm is trying to get fear energy out of you, 
the biggest act of rebellion you can do is not be afraid of anything. Not be afraid of 5G, not be afraid of the government, not be afraid of 50-minute cities, not give attention to all this shit. Because it's there. It's, it's observational. Um, the best thing you can do is see it, understand it, comprehend it, but don't fight it. And I'm not saying give into it. I'm saying see it for what it truly is. And that takes a minute. Because it's not about, it's not about rolling over and playing dead. It's about becoming a better version of yourself through understanding and comprehending the crap that we have to deal with. This whole thing, this whole sound of freedom, this whole, you know, the, that Batman movement, that, that's a funny thing. Sound of freedom, I say, you know, it's not for everybody because it's just horrible at the end of the day. It's just horrible what they do to these kids. And I, I don't understand how a human anywhere can do this. I don't, I don't know how. But I'll tell you, when I left the theater, I felt like I had participated in something I didn't want to participate in. Uh, some sort of ritualistic display and demonstration. Uh, and it, it wasn't for me. Um, I will never watch that movie again because, again, I don't want to give it any more credence or credibility. Um, I'm, an, I am, I'm fully aware, and maybe for you know, a, a load of third-dimensional people, and I, I'm, I'm not trying to be rude when I say these terms. I just don't know how else to label it or describe it. Um, to people that are coming into this idea that the world isn't what it is, um, that movie might be for them. But for me, it felt ritualistic. All of it felt ritualistic. It's like, they, it's like they're doing something and they, they're showing it to you and now you watching this happen is, is you taking part in it <laughs> or taking part in part of it. It just felt off to me. That's, on, that's all I'm going to say on that. Uh, the media, how they responded to it, blew me away. I don't, I don't understand how, how, how the media can do that. Uh, but at the same time, you know, and I can go into more, more, more detail on this, you know, on another podcast. And I probably will. There's a few people that want me to come on their show and, and talk about this. And if that happens, then uh, I'll definitely do a, a link back on, on social media. Uh, you guys can see that in those conversations. But uh, for me, I think, you know, I don't want to talk about it much more. I don't want to embrace it, embody it much more. And if you have seen the movie, um, I'd love to hear your take on it. Send me a DM. If you haven't seen the movie, um, I can't recommend going to see it. Uh, it felt too ritualistic for me to say that. Uh, and again, I'm releasing this late simply because everybody had their two cents in their take and everybody had this egregious and grievance and they loved it and they hated it and whatever the hell it is. Uh, I'm indifferent to the energy of it. Uh, the message I felt could have been different. Uh, I'm happy that people are now aware that this is a thing. And I'm blown away that mainstream and legacy media is trying to denounce this. Like they're really just sinking their them, themselves. Eventually, they did, they'll have zero credibility in anything. Um, but again, that's a good thing as well. When there's zero credibility in mainstream media, people might start thinking for themselves. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Mental Mastery Alliance. This was a good episode. There's a lot I wanted to get on my place. You can probably tell in my voice too. I'm a little bit tired. It's been a long 10, 15 days. And prior to that, I was entertaining an out of town friend. Uh, up at the lake house. So it was definitely a lot of, uh, a lot of work. It's been a long couple of weeks. I'm going to sleep for three days now. <laughs> uh, if you have any interest in working with us, um, if you want us on the show, head over to the mental mastery alliance.com or request a guest.com or um, coaching with TMMA. There's a lot of stuff that we're doing. There's a lot of things that were, that are under, under, you know, uh, under works right now, underway. If you've ever wanted to work with a coach, if you ever want to work with somebody and maybe thought, you know, it wasn't for you, you couldn't afford it, what have you, 
Uh, come check us out. Send us a DM. We have programs and, and applications for everybody who's willing to step up. Anyone who wants to get a little bit more to life and you feel like you resonate with us or our message, reach out to us. Info at the Mental Mastery Alliance. You can hit, send me an email directly, adam at the Mental Mastery Alliance. Um, you can send us a message on Instagram, instagram.com forward slash the Mental Mastery Alliance, the Mental Mastery Alliance.com. You can check us out there. Uh, if you need anything, don't hesitate to DM. So weird time right now, weird energy going on out there. Uh, we're doing our best to help as many people as we can as we go. Uh, and we want to help you. If you're looking for it, reach out. Ladies and gentlemen, in the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Stay connected with us directly through the mentalmasteryalliance.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash the Mental Mastery Alliance. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag TMMA or tagging us at the Mental Mastery Alliance. To have your voice heard on the show, leave a voicemail or send a text to 647-338-1265. Long distance charges may apply. If you love us, leave us a review. If you hate us, you spend your time in weird ways. But also, leave a review. Every review on iTunes tickles the algorithm helping us grow. Until next time, unity over division. This concludes the most surreal portion of your day. You got it, Pontiac.